0: Listening to The Good Fight, where campus meets Christ. Hello, hello.
1: I'm Grace Lita. I'm Timothy. And we're talking about New Age spirituality today.
0: New Age spirituality.
1: Did you grow up with any
0: experience around? I really didn't. Um, Not that I was aware of, at least. Hmm. I mean, there were certainly, looking in hindsight, I can definitely recognize there were certain people in my high school who would probably fall into that category. but I personally never came with came up with any close encounters
1: yeah I think i would I would agree I have at least not my immediate family, but I do have some um some extended family like cousins who are very um who definitely consider themselves like new majors. I don't know what the right conjugation is something mm. like that, but' we're, i don't think I didn't grow up close enough to them to really be able to say that i totally have a bunch of experience
0: well and and one thing too that i think is probably one of the most prevalent right now is uh the uh astrology stuff mm. like that's all over on social media just you know what is your your sign say about your life or your personality
1: yeah that's true i do wonder how much of it how many people like how much of it is people believing it and how much is it of it is people enjoying it.
0: well, And how much of it is an overlap between the two? That's yeah.
1: that's true. No, 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 Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. No, I, I'm presuming people who, yeah, I guess I'm presuming both enjoy it, but the distinction I'm trying to make is people who... Um,
0: who actually see something as true about Yeah, versus
1: entertaining. It. Because it's like the same... I don't want to make a direct comparison, um, but like I think there's a lot of enjoyment and things like that, like there are with Enneagrams. Mm -hmm. Not to completely bash anagrams. I enjoy (laughs) anagrams. Um, I think you can gain things from it. But there's this idea of like, ooh, I'm Aquarius. So I like, am going to be like this or something like that. And and learning about yourself through it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There are a whole bunch of other like star signs. Is that what it is? I don't know mine.
0: I know nothing.
1: And then like moon rising and setting. I don't know. I don't know mine. I just know I'm Aquarius. This is the easiest. And I have to Google it every time.
0: You know, I must say, though, in my senior year, uh, I was I took a bunch of online classes, so I ended up being in the library most of the day, and my friend, my best friend, was in there with me, and she would look up the stuff every mm. day, but, it, I mean, that definitely falls into the more enjoying category. Yeah. Because um, she thought it was just funny.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Like, to look at what it was saying and then make it. Did she enjoy
1: it. it? Like, she enjoys, like, did she, BuzzFeed quizzes?
0: I don't know. I don't I don't know if she was big into BuzzFeed quizzes. Because
1: I feel like those kind of fall in the same category. Because, mm. like, there are some really silly buzz, BuzzFeed no, quizzes I, that are like, what was, Disney princess are you? Or, like, what more, food would you be if you were a food?
0: Yeah, I think it was more the way you would enjoy reading a, a fortune cookie.
1: Mm, okay.
0: At, at a Chinese restaurant.
1: Mm, I see. Okay.
0: Where, you know, it's just, like, some little prophecy that you know is not true and it's kind of funny to look at it and go oh that's kind of funny Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I feel like part of the hard thing with um new age is that there's so much under it
0: right and that's one thing I didn't realize was it's really the the tip of an iceberg yeah What I know
1: same um I think I think it's definitely well yeah I think part of it is because we didn't grow up in that in Mm -hmm. that culture or not culture, but like in that environment. Um, and so I don't, did you ever seek it out?
0: I never did. No. Outside of, um, looking up the astrology stuff every day and I didn't do it. I just looked on.
1: Yeah. And I I just trying to
0: vindicate myself here.
1: I mean, it would have been (laughs) fine if you did convicted. Um, but yeah, so I didn't either, which is why I think a lot of the research that we're going to be drawing on from today is actually from our friend Faven.
0: Huge thanks to Faven.
1: Um, because, and I'm probably not going to do justice to Faven's story, but, um, like she was very, I don't know what the right word is, um, uh, compelled maybe by mm-hmm. new age spirituality. Yeah.
0: She's the reason that we're doing this topic is yeah. she, she felt strongly about it. Exactly. And I never, I never would have thought about it. So.
1: Um, but like it played a whole, it played a part in her life. Um, and you know, God drew her out from the like from there from the place she had been. So I guess we can jump in, but I actually I've been dying to quote part of the reason, part <laughs> yes. of what she's she wrote to us. And so I'm going to quote part of that, and then I think we can really dive into different facets of of New Age spirituality, and then also prevalence within the church, and I think maybe some overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, but to begin, from Faven. Uh, She wrote, the reason that many new agers, especially college students, get involved with the new age is that they want to be assured of something more than just our material world. It's a material existence. That played a a large part of why I got involved. It made the world seem more magical and filled with purpose rather than just being purely material. It does not satisfy many people to think that we are all here, we die, and then it's all over. Some of the biggest questions that people have revolve around the idea of why we're here, what's our purpose, etc. And so... I mean I think I think she speaks really directly to to this desire, this longing within us. And I think I would say that if I I wasn't raised in the family environment that I was, mm-hmm. I probably would have also been like very much drawn in to a lot of these different things because right. it does kind of compel that more spiritual side of us as beings of this idea that there's purpose and um like the world is magical. Um in a way. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting cause the, one of the books I'm reading right now, um, really focuses on the other side of the question that is opposing Christianity and religion mm. right now, which is kind of the militant atheistic worldview.
1: Oh, right. Mm-hmm.
0: The materialistic where it says, you know, everything that exists is just physical. Yeah. There's nothing special about anything. And when you die, that's it. Um, and humans are just happen to be here and we just, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting for me to turn from that approach to then think about what does it say that within the same culture, mm-hmm. Christianity mm-hmm. can be challenged on the side of there is no spirituality and there is this yeah. other behemoth of spiritual right. ideas.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. They definitely are polar opposites.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to think about them in a sort of unity. Um,
1: well, because they're, they're both answers to, to different questions, you know? so Or not different questions, but like... Sorry, they're different answers to the same question is what I yeah. meant to say. Um, they're different takes on the same question. I don't know what I, was going, what I was going. In the sense that they're both asking kind of what is the purpose... What do we have purpose? I mm-hmm. guess it's the baseline one. Like, is there is there an order of or purpose to the world? And then the answer is yes, no, right? So the no side says no, we're just, like, here as happy accidents. Mm-hmm. If you can say that, I think's happy. <laughs> yeah, we're just, um, <laughs> we're just here as accidents. We're just here as accidents. And so, like, might as well make the, like, most of whatever your life is. Mm-hmm. Um, because when a, it's done, it's done. Get a dopamine fix every so exactly. often. Exactly. Versus the other side of, like, yes, there is purpose. Like, we can harness the power of, like, the world mm-hmm. um, in various forms. Like, there's obviously the interaction with the crystals and, and um, like, the power you can get from them. There's also... Um, like nature and the ways that we can like mm-hmm. interact with nature and psychic and, and, yeah, abilities. exactly. And so it, it really is this like when I think about it, and this might just be from a person looking outside, but it does very much seem like a way to have control over life mm. um, to a certain extent of being able to you know determine what your own purpose is.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's good. It, it's a saying, you know, it's 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 not saying there is only a material world. But in saying there is a spiritual world, there's a fear to that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, well, I can control the material world. You know, I can like build things and yeah. move my hands and stuff. But when you, when you add this spiritual element, it, all of a sudden there's a, a bigger question of how do I control my life if I can't interact with this the same way I can interact with the physical world? And I think that in many ways, New Age spirituality might be an approach to say, mm-hmm. this is how we control the spiritual world to control our lives.
1: And I think that's actually kind of, maybe, yeah, maybe a good take because um, there's this article in the Gospel Coalition. It's called uh, New Age Beliefs... Uh, wait, sorry, let me scroll up. Actually, yeah, New Age Beliefs are common in America and in our churches. And it was it's basically going through a survey that was done um, by Pew Research. And it was basically... Looking at the interaction between religion, like people, like the way that Americans would classify themselves religiously and the way mm-hmm. that they would classify themselves um, with New Age beliefs. So they were looking into like specific New Age beliefs, such as the belief that spiritual energy is located in physical things such as mountains, trees or crystals, um, second reincarnation, third astrology and uh, four uh, psychics um and specifically under psychics the way that they described it was that some people perceive or are sensitive to supernatural forces um and the reason why i think this you're right probably right about the power like power side is even if you are a christian let's say Mm -hmm. or maybe let's say like even if you do go to church which is exactly what this research found um that those who went who like had a hundred percent of these people participated in church groups um 84 pray daily 82% Eighty-two percent attended religious services weekly, um, and this is one of the groups that they surveyed. Um, they ninety-four percent of them are likely to believe in God as described in the Bible, and ninety-seven and ninety-one are willing to are, believe in heaven and hell. But then, among that group, and this is what I thought was interesting, thirty-two percent believe in psychics, twenty-nine percent believe that spiritual energy can be located in physical objects. 19% believe in reincarnation and 16% believe in astrology. So it's like a huge oh, overlap huge. Yeah. in comparison to the other group you were talking about, which was what they called a solidly secular group um, <laughs> where uh, let's see um, 3% described themselves as religious. And so that's obviously like very low <laughs> in this group. Very low. 1% believed in God as described in the Bible So obviously this is like very very secular, and among that group, less than one percent believed that spiritual energy can be located in physical objects. Eleven percent believed in psychics. Eleven percent believed in reincarnation, and five percent believed in astrology. Hmm. So like it's a much like those numbers are significantly lower. Right. Um, And I'm finally going to get to my point, but I think part of the reason that might be is because um, obviously as Christians we do believe in the supernatural, Mm -hmm. like we do have a presupposition of supernaturalism. Mm Um, obviously that's why we believe in miracles. Right. And so I think it can be a hard, not a hard balance, but it can sometimes like, um, be confusing in terms of, well, how far is too far or like, what do we believe in? What do we not Mm. believe in? Um, and so this idea of like, if we're not trusting, this is my hypothesis, so I don't have anything to support it, but my hypothesis is like, if that, if we're not trusting that God is in control and that God is sovereign, we're going to have a very strong desire to acquire power for ourselves some way in mm-hmm. the spiritual realm in order to combat whatever spiritual forces we think there are.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting too how there is an element of, or a hint of truth in, mm-hmm. in the beliefs themselves. Oh, yeah. Like for sure. Um, like reincarnation, you know, uh, it even sounds like resurrection in a, mm-hmm. you know, but there, there are obviously huge differences between those ideas that makes the, the difference when it comes to the truth. Yeah.
1: And I think you can even talk about, like, spiritual energy located in physical objects. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we don't believe that God is in objects, but we do believe that God is in the world. Right. Um, and so the idea that the Holy Spirit is working through us and in us and among us, like in the world.
0: It's, it's hard to separate that from a sort of pantheistic view.
1: Right. Exactly. And so there is truth in... Or there, like, the desire for there to be kind of spiritual energy in physical objects isn't entirely misplaced. Mm -hmm. I think like our desire for most things.
0: And, um, I, can you read the description about psychics again? Because that one really struck me Mm. too as
1: that some people perceive or are sensitive to supernatural forces,
0: right? Because there is a, a spiritual gift of perceiving where, um, at least Gruden believes there is, like perceiving um, more where the Holy Spirit is at at, at work, right? Having a, a su- subjective perception of that.
1: Yeah. And like along those lines, I think also like believing in demons, I think mm-hmm. those can be like, depending on your church tradition, obviously if you're more charismatic, um, like there is a much larger role of, um, of like intercepting, or like being aware, I guess I should say, being aware of like spiritual forces. Mm-hmm. And obviously all Christians believe that there is a spiritual war that's going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like that, that...
0: Or at least the vast, vast, vast majority.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll generalize. <laughs> but technically true. Um, so there is this idea of like, well, maybe there can be a psychic who believes in, like who is able to like Mm -hmm. predict something. I think that also kind of goes along with like prophecy too, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe that a psychic can predict the future of your life, it's like, well, that, that mirrors in a way, the spiritual gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where um, I think one of these articles that I was reading, they were, someone was talking about, and I'll see if I can find it real fast, um, was saying that like, as Christians, obviously we believe in reason, we believe that God has has created us right. to be rational beings, and so this person was saying, yes, like it's appropriate for us to have rational arguments for a lot, like all of our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying specifically when we're talking to people who have New Age beliefs, we're we we can not stop there. Like we can't say, oh, let me provide to you this like my outline mm-hmm. for X, Y, and Z. Um, he's like, no, you have to relate to people where they're at. And Christianity is beautiful in that it does allow for you to relate to people on a
0: spiritual level. Right. right. Um, and that's, I think that's a, a bigger apologetic approach too, is to just meet people mm -hmm. where they're at, um, as opposed to trying to, uh, just completely revitalize their worldview.
1: Yeah. And as, as Faven wrote, Faven wrote, um, Like the Bible talks about how God has written eternity on our hearts. There's a longing for the supernatural, a longing for the sense of eternity, an existence beyond just our material world. Um, And then she quotes a current New Ager who has a New Age podcast. I'll take anything. It's more about what it represents. The fact that there is something beyond this meager existence. And that is a comforting thought, which is exactly what we were just talking about. Um, And Faven goes on. People want to believe in things that give us that give one hope. Jesus answers all of those issues. Mm. And I think that's key. I mean, that's, like, I really want Fabian to come on Monday and just give her testimony because it's beautiful. Like, her, oh, my word. Um, It's really cool to see how God's worked in her life. Um, But this idea of, like, Jesus does provide all of that, like, all of our desires Mm -hmm. we can find in him.
0: Yeah. And I want to go way back because a lot of these beliefs – Don't begin in the 1960s Mm -hmm. or the 1980s, you know, they really stretch way 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 back Um, a lot of the stuff that we've been reading ties a lot of it back to um, More Eastern religious traditions, which are just you know ancient traditions Um, But even in Deuteronomy um, We see some of these ideas so this is Deuteronomy 18 um, 9 through 14 And so this is Moses speaking to the Israelites Mm -hmm. um, before he kind of departs and, and dies and they go into the promised land. So he says, when you come into the land, which the Lord, your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls upon calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God, for these nations which you will dispossess learn listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. And so in that, you get this idea that is almost similar to what we're looking at with the percentages in the church today of yeah. you can almost hear within this Moses speaking to the church in <laughs> 2021 saying, "Look, this is not what God has appointed for you. right. Yeah. Um, that our connection with the world is, is not through spiritual forces, it's through God.
1: Yeah. And I think this goes back to the very classic John fourteen six, like Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no one gets the father except through him. And when we turn to like, when we turn to anything else, that thing becomes an idol. Yeah. So if it's like crystals, those crystals become an idol expecting to get something from, from them that you can only get truly from Jesus. Um, like the same thing with a psychic. If you are turning to a psychic for something um, like their their maybe them themselves or their power um becomes an idol instead of god mm-hmm. in the same way that like something um like school like we've talked previously about school being an idol Yeah. like this is just another one of many idols mm-hmm. um which is i mean maybe slightly overwhelming but also i guess i think characteristic of human nature to yeah. seek seek for jesus and anything but him
0: well and and it's interesting that you put it that way um because Idols were, I mean, that's really what the Israelites Mm -hmm. were dealing with as well. It was idols. Um, And I think Paul, um, maybe some of the prophets too, talk about those idols as spirits and demons that, you know, they actually exist, um, but they aren't God, right? Um, And I think you can see that today as well in, in these beliefs. You know, we're not saying there aren't spiritual forces in the world that are at war. What we are saying is that...
1: If it replaces God, it's oh, an idol.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and if it's not within the framework of God, you know, mm-hmm. of viewing, you know, that there is a victor over yeah. Yeah. the spiritual forces, that there is a God who oversees it, As well as the physical world.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where um, I think one thing that that Favian wrote that I really liked. In addition to that, was she was I thought it was funny. I read it and I laughed a little bit. Um, She said, uh, "God created crystals and He declared them good when He created everything. So there's nothing wrong with crystals in and of themselves. Crystals are used in jewelry, for example, and there's no condemnation in Scripture for that." But using script, but using crystals to try and bring about supernatural healing or to tune your energy is a form of idolatry in and of itself. Um, and I really liked that first line because I think it really puts things in perspective of God is the one who is sovereign over mm-hmm. everything. Like he is sovereign over those crystals and he is the one who created them and called them good. But they're good for what he created them to be, right. not for what we try to make them. It's yeah. like gold, gold that became the golden calf God thought that was good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did not think that the calf, the golden calf, was good. The mm-hmm. golden calf was horrible, but it's because it was no longer for what it was created to be. It was warped by sin.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think we can turn now to, and we we touched on this a little bit even. Just how do we how do we approach New Age beliefs with the the kind of messiological. Mich, approach mm-hmm. in mind. Like, how do we meet new agers where they're at?
1: This is where I want Faven on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think, I mean, I think like with everything, number one, God gave us listening ears. Mm-hmm. we got to use them. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of the desires are good. I think we've, we've I mean, we've discussed this, right? The mm-hmm. desires are good. Um, but it's about. In a way, redis- redirecting those desires mm-hmm. and acknowledging why the current place that desires are being directed towards aren't good.
0: Right. Um, it's what like what Faven said at the one of the things you quoted her as saying um, that Jesus is the answer to all of the problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know there are there are serious questions, serious hurts in the world, um, and and people want answers to those. It's just a matter of getting them to see the answer that actually satisfies mm-hmm. and doesn't just satisfy one area of need, but answers all of them at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And getting there by like listening and sharing, mm-hmm. listening to where someone else is at and sharing, Yeah, sharing how God fits in directly in that area. And I
0: think listening is also important. Um, there's another gospel coalition article. It's called, um, methods and perspectives in understanding the new age. And, um, One of the things that the author talks about is not assuming that all new age beliefs are the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's another important aspect of listening and trying to understand the other perspective is you can't assume that it's all just one giant and you can tackle it the same way. It is really about not meeting people where they're at just as a new ager. But meeting them where they're at within that network,
1: and I think the other thing that she she brought up, or he brought up in this article, yeah, it's a he. He brought up in this article um, was that we have to like recognize that New Age spirituality, let's say like as a movement, although it's hard to classify, mm-hmm. does have good critiques of the West or mm-hmm. like of modern culture, um, even Christian culture, and so one of the things that. He also brought up um, is like being willing to engage with that and recognize that, like, yes, there is sin in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yes, what you see yeah. is sinful,
0: and even sin within the church.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, exactly, and being willing to show how how Christ fulfills that, and like how Christ condemns sin, condemns the sin too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: and the second thing he talks about about confronting New Age is again what you already talked about is just not stopping at reason, you know, not mm-hmm. just giving a, a, an argument, a yeah. proof for your belief.
1: Yeah, the way he puts it is like trying to tackle it on a rational and analytical level. Mm-hmm.
0: Because one of the things that might actually be a belief that they have is that there is a flaw to that, that you can't trust that, mm-hmm. right? That uh, an idea that with spiritual forces, there's a corruption of reason. And so what you have to do is really cross the gap between the problem that they're trying to answer with New Age beliefs and how Christ is the answer to that.
1: Yeah. And I realize a lot of the way that we've been talking has been, um, I guess, from our perspective, right, of, mm-hmm. of neither one of us having really gone through a period of our life where we did like engage in New Age spiritual practice. Spiritual spiritual practices? I don't know. Mm I don't write the conjugation. Um, And so I guess maybe a a caveat is like, if you are currently believing things that we mentioned, first of all, like this isn't a condemnation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Obviously neither one of us experienced it. And so it's hard for us to speak from that perspective. Um, But like, please send us an email because Mm -hmm. I know Faven would love to. I mean, obviously I'm offering up her services right now, (laughs) but from how enthusiastic she's been about talking about this, um, in our like weekly meetings, I know she would love to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I think she probably has the best perspective out of all of us. Um, because you know, she did believe for a while uh, in her life. And so she's not going to be meeting you at a place of like,
0: there's, there's no, um, lack of understanding.
1: Exactly. Um, and so even if you just want to like hear why she thinks like what changed her mind Mm -hmm. about all of this, um, You should totally reach out because she would love to love to engage with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we can even ask her to put something up on the good fight Instagram.
0: I'm sure Like a little
1: guide. She could totally do a guide. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. (laughs) Um, You're welcome, Fafin, for offering up your services. (laughs) I'll give you more work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One one more thing. I'm actually realizing just now that the author of this book that I'm reading that I said was tackling the Mm -hmm. atheistic side, he talked about an example in actually his life where he was going to like a basketball game or something Hmm. with his family and um they crossed a palm reader's table and he said he told his family to keep on going because he felt called to confront the palm reader and so he sat down and the first thing he does is he asks why are you here why is this what you believe in right and um eventually he I forget the story, even though I just read this last <laughs> night. But, you know, he is able to turn that question into a recognition of this is the problem that you're trying to answer. And he said that the sooth- the palm reader had actually been a Christian and was just felt unsatisfied with the way that Christianity was oh, wow. operating. And so it's, yeah, it, it was just interesting to read that. The book is called "God's Not Dead." It's by Rice Brooks. So If you want to check it out,
1: it's a great song. It, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it actually um, the the back cover connects it to the song. I think <laughs>
1: and
0: Funny. the movie song in the movie
1: movie first movie second movie third movie I don't know how many are there now I don't like twenty. No <laughs> I kid, but not really.
0: And that that brings me to I think an important final note, which mm-hmm. is just that the gospel is always center, right? Yeah. Jesus answers all the problems mm-hmm. because Jesus is the, the sacrifice, right? Because he carries the sins on the cross and lays them down so that we don't have to carry that burden anymore.
1: Yeah, even more than that, like he is, he is, I am. <laughs> Go back, in, but in, in interpreting that, like he is the creator of all things. Yeah. Um, And so he's the creator of, everything in this world that we could place value on. And he is the creator of all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go even beyond that, he is in control of it all. Mm-hmm. And so he is in control of every spiritual force that exists. Uh, like he's sovereign over it, yeah. which is amazing and comforting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very comforting. Yes. And I think not only is he in control, sorry, I feel like we're just like building off each other. Now. Not only is he in control, but he is good and he loves us and so it's not that you know he's in control and he's going to work everything for your for the wrong right right for evil it's that he's in control and he desires us to be in relationship with him mm-hmm. He desires to do good for us mm-hmm. um, yeah and so there's there's nothing to fear because he's in control and is in control in a good way
1: I think that's a good place to end it. Ending it where where it should really end, Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and begin <laughs> all of the above.
0: Maybe we should start with Jesus next week too.
1: Just, yeah, we'll start with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Good Fight Podcast, yes. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you if you enjoyed this episode, um, or if you're interested in seeing what Faven will produce, mm-hmm. Oops, sorry, Faven, um, for our Instagram, head on over to at the Good Fight Pod um, on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can send send an email directly to us at witness the good fight at gmail um, Yeah, and we and we hope to engage with you soon.
0: Yeah, especially next week when you listen to our next episode. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-woo. laughs> and um, if you're listening to this when it comes out, happy Monday Thursday, happy uh, maybe not happy but happy Monday Thursday, and Good Friday and Easter. All in one package.
1: Have a good one. Bye.